0: I am John, the disciple whom Jesus loves. But right now, in this moment, I am unbearably tired. I know it is important to Jesus that I stay awake, but we have been pushing so hard for so long, and it is late. I am honored that Jesus selected me, along with my brother and Peter, before any of his other disciples to go with him to the garden. But while he prays, Jesus wants us to keep watch. In the garden of Gethsemane, I'm seeing a side to Jesus that I have never seen before. He is acting different. I wouldn't say that he is fearful or panicked, but there is an intensity in the way that he is carrying himself. He's sad, and that is unique, even for Jesus. While it almost feels like a dream as I'm fighting to keep my eyes open, I could hear Jesus. He was praying and he sounded desperate. I think I heard him say that he felt overwhelmed. Jesus overwhelmed? Seems impossible for the man who is always in control. I heard him praying that he wouldn't have to do whatever it is that is his big purpose, but he was resigned to go where God's will directed. I couldn't stay awake. And as I slipped from conscious to unconscious, the sounds of my teacher, Jesus, praying, kept penetrating my mind. My mind drifted to the dreamlike memories of when I first met Jesus. Before Jesus, I followed John, the one who baptizes. He was different than anyone I ever heard speak before. He was wild and taught me to steer clear of the sins in my life. For the first time, I could see how harmful sin was for me, and the only way was to turn my life around and go in a completely new direction. When John washed me in the river, I knew I was different. I knew that I could take the big, hard steps to live a new life. But what was really unique about John was that he kept telling about someone else, someone for whom he had the highest regard. John the baptizer was the most compelling, most influential person that I had ever met, but he insisted that I would meet someone even greater. My family made our way by fishing. Every day from the time I could walk, as early as we could begin, we readied the nets, pushed the boats from the shore, and trusted the sea to fill our nets and our boats with fish. fish to catch, fish to clean, fish to eat, fish to sell. I was the youngest of the boys in my family, but that didn't mean that my responsibility was any less. In fact, as the youngest, they seemed to somehow expect even more from me. As the youngest, I was the love that my parents had for me. It was there at the docks where I first met Jesus. I was retying the nets, passing freshly repaired netting hand over hand to my brother James while my father tended to the boat. At first, I only saw other fishermen, Peter and Andrew, but when they stepped closer, I caught my first glimpse of Jesus. Before he said a single word, I felt something stir inside of me, something drawing me to him. I was only a fisherman and the youngest at that, but before he even said a word, I hoped that he would invite me to whatever and wherever he was going. I was standing and moving toward Jesus before he spoke. So when he said, come follow me, I was ready. And when I looked behind me, my brother James was moving along with me. Jesus promised us that he would transform our trade. He promised us to make fishers of men. It was there that my life changed. I knew a deeper love from Jesus than I had ever experienced before. Our adventure started at the docks of Galilee. Jesus had already done so much before we became his students. But we still saw him heal the sick. We saw him do miracles. We saw him teach about a new kingdom, a new reality, where everything was different. Sometimes he taught in riddles, leaving the growing crowds confused. And other times he taught so plainly that all who could hear knew that they were experiencing something special. Jesus broke down barriers of class and status. Jesus knew completely the law of Moses, and yet taught in a way that challenged even the most accomplished lawyers. Jesus didn't just tell us about who he is, he showed us. Jesus healed even the sickest drawn to him. Jesus raised the dead, Jesus cast out demons. And there was this one time where we were all in a boat together when a storm came rolling in. Now, I was practically raised on a boat, and even so, this storm scared me. But Jesus just raised his hand, and immediately the water was like glass, completely calm. And Jesus kept calling new people to follow him. Then Jesus sent out 12 of us, his disciples, his students, to do the same things that he was teaching that we were watching him do. He sent us out to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons, and to teach about this new kingdom, a new way of living. I was so excited and scared all at the same time. Jesus was telling me to go and do things that I never thought I could do without him, God-powerful things. And while doing and going out was scary, the harder and harder than I ever imagined, it was also thrilling to see the miraculous things Jesus did happening through me. And when I returned from the mission Jesus, Jesus sent us on, even more followers were surrounding him, and they were all so hungry for everything that he was teaching. But the crowd makeup of the, but the makeup of the crowds was around Jesus was changing. Before, I felt like everyone looked like me, tradesmen and their families, people who worked hard along with people who weren't working at all. We are still following Jesus wherever he goes. But the people who are speaking up, the people with questions, are not anything like me. They dress different, they speak with a different accent, they have more training. The people challenging Jesus sound religious. They sound like teachers, they speak with a kind of authority that never gets questioned. So it is especially fun to see Jesus always one step ahead of them. I knew that Jesus knew the scriptures and the law, but to see him shut down the experts is amazing. One time when we were walking with Jesus, we were reaching out our hands in the fields to pull the grain from the stalks to eat. There was no slowing down to eat a meal when we were traveling like that. What we didn't stop to consider was that we were harvesting on the Sabbath. Wouldn't you know it? One of the religious experts traveling alongside Jesus saw us and called us out for working on the Sabbath. Everyone knew that working on the Sabbath was against the law, but Jesus didn't back down. He spoke about the law with an authority that caught the Pharisees off guard. It was here that Jesus reminded all of us that he is the Son of Man, and therefore the Lord of the Sabbath. And like it was to prove his point, he entered the synagogue and healed a guy's hand right there on the Sabbath. It wasn't just the Sabbath, either. Jesus is such a wise teacher. Everything that he teaches is laced with depth and meaning. He speaks in riddles, but he took the time with me to show me the real meaning behind what he was teaching. The riddles served their purpose, but when I heard Jesus explain it all, it was like my eyes were open for the first time. Everything made sense. There was one amazing day that I always recount when I fall asleep. Jesus was trying to get away from the crowds, but they found him. And so, healed. so he healed the sick for them. But it got late and everyone was still there. So he told me to make sure they all ate a meal. But there were so many people, thousands and thousands of families. There was no way for one person, even if I had the help of everyone, every one of Jesus' students, there was no way I could ensure that all these people would have a meal. But Jesus took one family's meal, some bread and some fish and fed everyone. I had never seen anything like it. And after he told everyone to go home, he sent us out on a boat so he could finally get some rest. And the next time I saw him, he was standing on top of the water. I was afraid at first, but it was Jesus walking on the water to catch up. If I would not have seen it with my own eyes, I would never have believed any of it. After this, things started to get intense with Jesus. There were more and more fights in the crowds between the people who truly knew Jesus and the ones who only hoped to catch Jesus breaking the law. And by the time we got to Jerusalem, I was certain that something either amazing or tragic was about to happen. It wasn't even a whole week ago, and with each passing day, my certainty grows that something might just be both tragic and amazing. Just a couple of hours ago, we celebrated the Passover together. Jesus presided over the meal, but he also did something so special, so unexpected. Jesus washed my feet. He washed everyone's feet, actually. We were all reclining around the table, and he came with a towel and a bowl. At first, it was uncomfortable because it could be, it should be the other way around, but it was Jesus. And when he got to me, it was as though time stopped. He looked into my eyes like he was looking into my soul. He knew everything about me. He knew I was so afraid. He knew I was confused. He saw my good, and he saw the deep flaws that have always held me back. He saw all of it. And he still washed my feet. Jesus still loved me. I knew he loved me. The first time we met, when I was just a young fisherman, but this moment cemented his love into my soul. It's hard to put into words just how much knowing Jesus' love has changed me. Maybe love is why seeing Jesus like this in distress is so hard. I don't know exactly what is coming, but I do know that Jesus' love is real for me, and because of that, I trust him. Now, if I could just fight this fatigue for a bit longer, I would tell Jesus, no, I would show Jesus just how much I love him back. I just need to keep my eyes open and not fall asleep.